once the boom happened, it was consistently in the hundreds and then it was consistently in the thousands. And then I was like, wait, that's a thousand people in my chat right now. You know, that was like mind boggling to me. And it was all because NoPixel is just this big community collaboration. We all share the same viewership and we all kind of just spread it around. So when I end my stream, I host someone else that's role playing on the server. And then when they end their stream, they host someone else that's playing on the server. And we all just kind of keep each other going and, and build each other up. I was still like trying to get over just talking on the microphone in front of people. Like I was so socially anxious at that time that I didn't even want to, I didn't even want to fire up a stream because it was so scary. And roleplay really helped me get out of that. Is there anything that you would have went back and told Nikita earlier on in her journey? I think I would have told myself to suck it up and be, be more brave because it took me a long time to get over my, my fear of jumping in to actually stream. And I don't regret it. Not one bit. Not, mm -mm. I would have told myself, just don't be afraid of doing scary things because when you do those things, even though the concept or the idea seems scary at the time, once you do it, it's going to be a lot easier to do it next time. Well, the first time I hit that go live button, I was afraid. Second time, I was excited. You got to be consistent. You got to continue to change and be open to new things. Like, I mean, I only recently started using my face cam and stuff. Like, I, it's all stuff that I have had to, like, mentally tell myself, I can do that. You know, I, I'm... They like me, gosh darn it. <laughs> and, you know, you just got to put yourself out there and um, not be afraid to try and do something new, even though it may be kind of something you don't really want to do or you're afraid to do because you might not succeed at it or you might feel awkward or uncomfortable. But once you do it a few times, it might not be so awkward. What's up, everybody? This is the Becoming a Streamer podcast by Pipeline. I'm your host and co-founder of Pipeline, Snoopy. Today, I'm joined by Nikita. She is an incredible, incredible person, uh, which you'll find out in this episode. But she's also very specialized in the role-playing community, where she has been creating content full-time now for over two and a half years. She first got involved in Twitch back in 2013, but didn't really feel like streaming was for her. When you listen to this episode, it is crazy to see the success that she has had ever since she started diving in. I know that you're going to love this episode. Please let me know your favorite part of it in the comments. Without further ado, let's hear from Nikita. Nikita, it is so good to have you on the podcast. I, I think your content is just incredibly unique to this podcast. We've not had someone in your niche on this topic before, so it's I'm so excited to have you on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really, I really appreciate it. It's a, it's a really cool opportunity to yeah. talk. One of the things that we, we love to do um, when we kick off the podcast is just give those that are listening a sense of, of where you are right now. I love that you've got cats. <laughs> what's, what's the name of your cat? Pipsqueak. She's, Pipsqueak. Uh, what a... Most certainly not a Pipsqueak, but she is, uh, <laughs> she squeaks when she meows. So what a great name. Uh, so what, yeah, one of the things we like to do, we're just, when we're just kicking off is where are you in terms of your content today? Um, so where are you making content? How often are you creating content? And I mean, a sense of like your followership, just so that those listening can, can gauge your experience. Okay. Um, well, right now I'm streaming on Twitch, uh, pretty much almost exclusively. Um, I do upload a couple things to YouTube here and there, um, like highlight videos and stuff like that. Um, but right now, for the most part, I am streaming Grand Theft Auto Roleplay 
on the NoPixel server specifically, which is a, I want to say like a streamer oriented kind of community um, where we, we get into this world of Grand Theft Auto and we get really immersed and uh, we just tell stories. We, we have a ton of fun with it. It's amazing. I've done it for four years now and streamed it for two. And it's like, it's never been better. It's one of my favorite things to do. And it's, I, I cannot believe that I've made a career out of just improv acting and being goofy on the internet. Well, I, can't, you know? I can't wait to get into that, but I, I don't want to spoil too much of, oh, okay. of your journey because I, I want to, no, no worries at all. I want to cover that. Um, how often are you, are you creating you live every day or every other day? Yeah, yeah every, every day, um, except for Mondays and Sundays. Getting that time off. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. For um, me, especially. I'd love to wind, wind the clock back. Um, way, way kind of back early on. Like, where did you grow up? Oh, uh, well, actually where I'm living now, I, I grew up in Washington state, um, for a long time. Uh, and then when I was about eight, I think we moved to Missouri and I lived for, in Missouri for 16 years or so. And then I moved back up here when I, I met my current boyfriend and, uh, we wanted to move in together and I just, I love the area up here, the Pacific Northwest. You can't beat it. I, I have a big affinity to the Pacific Northwest. I grew up in the UK, so in Scotland. Yeah. And it just, the climate is very, very similar. I feel like it's the UK in mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I li lived in Seattle for a couple of years. Great, great place. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, trade it. So when did you get into games? Were you always into games? Was that something that happened later on so actually not really i grew up like a casual gamer i i wasn't super into games i wasn't good at games ever at any point um i like i i had the original game boy and it had like tetris on it and then from there i i got like some uh i remember we had a playstation one that was like our first console in the family and I played Crash Team Racing a ton when I was a kid. Uh, but I never, like, I was never really into it until I think kind of more towards my high school years is when it really, like, clicked for me that this was, like, my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Um, I think playing Team Fortress 2 and, and oh. Portal with my friend, uh, those were, like, the things that really set me into the world of PC gaming. I um, loved TF. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah tfc was my favorite did you ever play tfc i didn't know i i got into team fortress 2 i was i was still pretty young when i got into that though was what what is this you going into high school now so what age are you roughly at this point i'm 27 so you're 27 now yeah. so mm -hmm. this is your i, I forgive me u.s high school is that 16 15 uh i think earlier, 14 12? is is when we start high school and then uh through 18. so 14 you're starting to get more mm -hmm. into games at this point mm -hmm. What else was like your passion? Did you, you, were you into anything else? Art, very much art. into art. I was, I was super creative growing up. Uh, my parents just totally fostered that. I was always just into being a dork and, and drawing things. And uh, I was, I was one of the art kids in school and we were all kind of weird in our own way. Uh, but I loved, I loved to draw. I loved to paint, uh, drawing more than painting, but uh, I really got big into digital illustration in high school as well. Uh, so I picked up a drawing tablet 
And that really kicked off a lot of things for me, uh, hobby wise. Was that fostered by your parents? You said like, yeah. Were they were they artists by nature, or they just wanted to? No, not really. They they weren't really. Um, my mom would always draw me little pictures and stuff, and I loved that, and I wanted to be like my mom, so I would copy her drawings. Um, but my dad wasn't artistic. He didn't he didn't really care for it, but he always liked my drawings and and would encourage me and stuff. So. Um, I used to always have like a little ball of clay that I would sculpt a little animals out of. Um, and they would tell me I did a great job and they were always really supportive of me and, and whatever I was trying to do. Um, even though like, you know, art is not really a lucrative business to get into. And I think that kind of scares a lot of parents from encouraging their kids to go into that, especially in school when they're older and stuff. Um, but my parents were all about it. They were like, yeah, go do this. Do go, go to college, learn how to like become a digital animator or something, you know, like they were always really into it for me. And that was awesome. Do, do, is there any, what, why were they so supportive? Was it because you were good at it? Because that's just their parenting style. Like they wanted to do whatever you're passionate about. Yeah, I think they were, they were just, it was their parenting style. They encouraged both of us. Uh, I have a sister. Um, so she was encouraged to do what she liked to do. And I was encouraged to do what I liked. So, um, she, she liked more, more things that were like, uh, practical. Um, she, she went into nursing when she, when she got older. Um, but I, I chose the, the creative route because, you know, it's gotta be someone in the family. I know there's yeah. always gotta be one. So did you, did you end up going to school? or something creative? I did. I actually went to school for graphic design um, when I got older because I realized this is a field that I could get into and, and really uh, it would open up a lot of opportunity for me and I could also do digital illustration on the side. Um, and I, I did. I worked in the industry for a couple of years. Um, I kind of, weirdly enough, I broke into the industry through a photo center, which you would not really expect that to be any kind of creative outlet, but I had to create a lot of signage for that particular job. And then I used that for my resume to get a job doing promotional products uh, and putting people's logos on like t-shirts and, and mugs and any kind of anything you could think of, I could put a logo on it. <laughs> so that, I think this is really interesting and how it's kind of dovetailed into what you're doing now, but mm -hmm. before, so you're in college. Were you still really into games at this point? Was that a was that a kind of a permanent line throughout, yes. or did you kind of drift out of it? So when I was in college, I was actually very addicted to a lot of games. I was actually, I think, I was so, super into Payday Two at the time, uh, and that was like all I could think about while I was at school. While I was, I would just I would do my my projects because we had a lot of art related projects, and I would just be thinking about Payday Two or watching a stream even in the background. I had a friend who streamed on Twitch and I just, I had his stream up on my laptop while I did my schoolwork. And that was just how I, I went through school. Interesting. So this was, you first, this was early on then in Twitch. If yeah. this was what, maybe eight, nine years ago, mm -hmm. you were, this was back in 20, uh, what year is 21? Oh, so maybe 2012-ish? Yeah, it was, I think it was 2013 or around there, 2013 through... 2016 because I did have to skip a semester uh, for some 
strange scheduling reasons. But yeah. So you were so you were watching. You were kind of a viewer at this point. You yeah. were watching content on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't really, I mean, it was It was definitely growing quite fast back then, but it wasn't anywhere near as big as it is today. Uh, yeah. Were you also watching on YouTube as well? Were you like yeah. an avid consumer of content? Yeah, YouTube actually started way sooner than, than I, I started watching Twitch. Um, I, I remember I watched a ton of Minecraft videos when I was younger as well. Uh, that was that was one of my things. Um, I, was, I was very into Minecraft when I was younger. So uh, you were very savvy to this world of, yeah. People creating content. Yeah, absolutely. Did you think about the people that were creating it or was it just like, I'm consuming this? Were you like, wow, they're putting a lot of work. Now you're on the other end. You're, you're putting all yeah. this work in to create this content. Did you think or appreciate the work that was going into? I, I did. I actually, so my friend that was streaming, I, I helped him set up a lot of stuff for his stream. I actually did all his graphics and stuff too. So that was something that I was really interested in and, and wanted on a resume at the time. So it was something that really helped me out. And at the time, I never really thought of streaming myself because it just, it, I don't even know. It never crossed my mind uh, at that time. And I really, I just enjoyed consuming it. I liked watching uh, people play League of Legends uh, on streams. And um, that helped me learn a lot of things as well when I was, when I was playing League myself. Uh, that was, I looked up to a lot of people and, and how they did things. Um, and it was, it was just really fun to watch streams and, and get to know people. Um, I watched a lot of smaller streamers back then too, because I really enjoyed the chat experience that you got from that. Yeah. That's so fast forward a little bit. You were mentioning you graduated from university mm -hmm. uh, or college. Was it college or university? It's it was community thing. college. I don't know what you would college. call that, but yeah. I always break down when it comes to like explaining American things. I always, everything breaks down for me. Yeah. Um, okay, so community college and it's time to get a job, right? It's time, it's like mm -hmm. real life, got to get a job. Mm -hmm. You got a job in the photo center right away or was that a little after? Yeah, so I started off as a cashier and then I moved up to a photo center and that was where I got enough experience on my resume to officially move into a graphic design position. So it was... Was that ever frustrating? Like that you couldn't just go straight to the graphic design position? Um, not necessarily. Sorry about her. Not necessarily. Um, I kind of was really happy where I was at. I enjoyed my job at the photo center quite a lot, actually. Um, I enjoyed the people and how simple it was because I just... I just let a printer run all day. Honestly, it was it was great and I knew what I was doing um, but then I, I actually moved and I, uh, transferred to another comp, another, uh, store up here in Washington and they didn't have a position open for the photo center. So I was gone back to a cashier and I just hated it. I was so sad and I missed my job and I was like, listen, I'm up here in the Seattle area. There's tons of jobs. I got to get out there. I got to do something and, and like get in the field that I wanted to be in, you know? So I put out a couple applications and one called me back and it was, it was a great job. I loved that job. Uh, and I was actually almost hesitant to quit that job when I started getting an opportunity to stream, uh, full time. Cause I, Ooh, I loved, so when did you start streaming? Uh, oh gosh, 
two and a half years ago, I think. Okay, so you're in this new job and mm -hmm. you started. I yeah, I'd had that job for a couple of years, and I really enjoyed it and I loved it. It was graphic design. I did uh, I created logos for people and I put them on uh, promotional products. Basically, okay. if if they had a company or if they had or they already had a logo, I would create proofs and and show them what it would look like on whatever product they were going to get. Um, just kind of stuff like that. And I loved that job. That was, it was super easy. It was comfortable. I love the people I worked with. Uh, they were like a family. It was a small office, like 12 people. Uh, and we were, we were so like tight knit and stuff. But when I got the opportunity to stream full time, I was like, I can't, I cannot pass this up. This is so you Something were at else. this job and you start your stream. What made you start streaming? Because you didn't do it back in 2013. So why did yeah. you start now? So I started streaming because I was getting into NoPixel and the, the community that was there. I had been moderating a chat for another streamer. Uh, you got, you may know him, Lord Keepin. Yep. Um, he was just so funny and I loved interacting with him in roleplay and... Uh, he loved my character and we just, we were like really close at that time. And, uh, he was just kind of starting to blow up. He, he had like maybe a thousand viewers or so at that time. That was his average. Um, and for a very long time, we just kind of, uh, we had this arrangement where he would, interact with me in game and then I would come into his chat later and we would talk about it and uh, just laugh you know and he his community loved me and a lot of them followed me on Twitch because I moderated in his chat so and you were actually streaming at this point I was not so at that time I was not streaming and I had a lot of people from his community demanding that I stream because they loved my character. They liked me uh, and they kept, they kept following me. And I, one day I looked and I was like, I have like a few hundred followers for some reason. And I was like, where did these people come from? I'm not even streaming. And you know, one day I, I was role playing on the server and I was like, you know, maybe there's something to this. Maybe people actually do want to watch me stream. Because uh, something that people don't really know about me, I'm really socially awkward. Um, you wouldn't really think of that with like the role play thing and how you have to be super social and get yourself out there and stuff. But at that time, I was still like trying to get over just talking on the microphone in front of people. Like I was so socially anxious at that time that I didn't even want to, I didn't even want to fire up a stream because it was so scary. Um, and role play really helped me get out of that. Uh, and so I didn't want to stream until a ton of people just encouraged me to. And even, even Kevin himself uh, was like, when are you going to stream? Come on, do it. And so eventually I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I still remember my first time streaming. I, I turned on the stream. I don't remember what year it was. It was like maybe 2017. I'm not sure. Um, but I turned on the stream. I was playing 
house flipper, I think, because it was just a chill game. You could you could paint the walls in a house and, and be silly. Um, and I had music going and a bunch of people came by and showed love. And even even Kevin came over and seeing him in my chat just like sparked the interest for me to continue doing it and, and like to, to stream the role play that I do every day. Um, and it gave me a lot of confidence. And uh, so his community, I owe a ton, like just to give me that confidence and, and the feeling that people wanted to see my content and, and me and, and stuff. So it was really interesting. It was, it's a strange way to start I think because a lot of people, I think they just start from scratch. And I, for some reason, already had a following, even though I wasn't streaming. And, and I, I think it, it's it's all, it unintentionally very smart. I mean, yeah. you, you added value to someone else's community and mm -hmm. they, they've seen they got a lot of value, you know, from you being a part of the community. And it's like it's like a smart it's almost like to say, like, strategize and how you do it. Like, that's what they would say. But you just get it just kind of happened for you. This yeah. is just like part of what you did. Yeah, and it was it was a ton of fun. I I really enjoyed my first few streams and uh, just having the little community just start to build up and build up and seeing those people come back every day was really 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 fun and rewarding. And uh, did you decide to stream every like were you doing every day from that point when you first tried it? Were you like I'm going to do this every day or was it you did it once? You and how many viewers did you get on that first time? Like the a, first time, I remember having at least 20 viewers average, um, which I think is a little bit abnormal for like your first abnormal. stream. Absolutely. Um, so I had I had a pretty steady viewership just from scratch. And uh, it was it was really unique the way that I started. And then um, I was not streaming daily. I know that much. Um, I was. It, just kind of doing it while I had my spare time. I was doing it for fun and um, because it was a hobby of mine and I was playing games, so why not just turn on the stream and, and play them? Uh, and I played a lot of games while I was waiting in the queue to get into NoPixel and roleplay because uh, at that time I didn't have the priority to get into the queue ahead of other people that I do now. Um because if you know anything about NoPixel, they have a, a priority yeah, I, I queue. I actually don't know anything about it. Can you explain? Okay. Uh, so the server is really big and, and popular. And they have a priority list of people that um, have proven themselves in roleplay. And if you're a good role player, then you get to get in the line a little bit ahead of people that maybe nobody really knows about or um, they haven't gotten in to, to prove themselves. So... At any given time, we have like 400 people in the line to get in. So it's it can be really competitive to get in and to get priority is amazing. So it really helped me out to get that. And uh, once I had that, I was able to get in a lot more consistently and, and do more consistent streaming of no pixel content. Um, and then uh, with... The daily streaming, I would I would play just other games, really, uh, if I if I wasn't on NoPixel. But it was maybe an hour or two a night, because that was like I would get home from work and and stream and play games. So. How did you balance that? Were you was it exhausting, or was <clears throat> it just so much fun for you to have this new hobby that can, uh, didn't matter? 
I mean, I balanced it pretty well, I think, at the start. Um, I I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, it wasn't any kind of burden for me. I really enjoyed doing that. Just like I said, if I was home from work and I wasn't doing anything else and I was playing my games, why not just turn on the stream and talk to people? So. When did it change for you? Like, when did it, not necessarily when you went full time, but when did like your <coughs> mind because this is fun oh, i'm just playing games when did that start to change oh gosh um so there was a big boom in role play a couple years back i can't remember exactly when it was like in march or so of maybe 2018 um and they a lot of big streamers came to the server and started playing and a lot of people started to see this is a gold mine for content like it's just, it's free content all day long. It's so much fun. And they were enjoying it. They were loving it. And they started to love my character, which was uh, a kind of unique breath of fresh air compared to um, a lot of the stuff that was going on on the server at the time. Uh, so something to know about role play is that it's, it's cops and robbers for a Grand Theft Auto. And you're either a cop or you're a criminal. Not very many people play a civilian. That just does not, oh. that doesn't do either one. So I play this character, Tessa Lamb, who she, she didn't break the laws. She was very nice. She loved everyone. She was very kind to everyone. She would go out of her way to help somebody. Uh, and she ran a driving school. So she was just this harmless, wouldn't hurt a fly, just kind person. Unless you hurt animals. So that she so, has uh, a little bit of a dark side. I can just imagine where that goes. Yeah. So when I was, when that boom kind of developed, that was where I started realizing there might be something to this and there might be an opportunity here. Were but, you seeing your viewership <clears throat> go? Like, what was what was it like consistently it was, at? And then this boom happened. And what? what gosh, happened it was like it was still in the twenties before the boom happened. I was kind of like just, I was not doing it consistently enough to really have a big following or anything like that. Um, I still, I still had a small community that would come back daily, but um, once the boom happened. It was consistently in the hundreds, and then it was consistently in the thousands. And then I was like, wait, that's a thousand people in my chat right now. You know, that was like mind boggling to me. And it was all because NoPixel is just this big community collaboration. We all share the same viewership and we all kind of just spread it around. So when I end my stream, I host someone else that's role-playing on the server. And then when they end their stream, they host someone else that's playing on the server. And we all just kind of keep each other going and, and build each other up. And it's really cool. Because if, if you don't like cop role-play, you can go watch a criminal role-play. And if you don't like criminals, you can go watch a cop or you can watch a civilian or whatever. Um, and so I ended up going full time because I had a little bit of a big break. <laughs> um, I, one night 
went on a driving test with Moon Moon's character, Young Dab. And bless him, he ran over a bird. Um. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to do it. So I took him to a cave and I kind of cut him up with a machete. <laughs> so Tessa, Tessa has an alter ego named Mary Wolf. So it's Tessa Lamb and Mary Wolf. And like it has a bunch of like little symbolism in there with like Tessa had a little lamb or I mean, Mary had a little lamb. Yep. Uh, just like the the symbolism behind that. You know, the, the harmless sheep and the really vicious wolf. Uh, so I kind of, I built up a community out of that uh, because a ton of his viewers just loved it. They thought it was hilarious that I killed this guy. Um, and they came over, they showed me a ton of love, and a lot of them stayed. Like a ton of them stayed. And then I just continued to grow that community and foster that and... I just, I had so much fun with it. It was amazing. One thing I want to make sure we touch on is that I would just love to <clears throat> understand more about the work that goes into role-playing mm -hmm. um, because there's a whole, it's not like you can just show up and necessarily be yourself. Maybe parts of yourself can have come <laughs> through the characters, but it seems like there's a whole narrative that you have to kind of carefully cultivate, almost like a game designer would have to cultivate, you know, factions or how much work is going on behind the scenes for you? Or is it oh, became gosh. like... I mean, so it kind of varies. Like there's some people that are just amazing and witty and they can come up with stuff just completely off the cuff. Like they have no no issue with that. Um, and then some people like to, to write up like scripts and, and how they want to go about things. Um, but a lot of it's not scripted. It's not It's not like real, like you're reading off a script. It's like they make like jot, jot notes of stuff that they want to get done in the server and then they role play it out with improv and other people play off of that and other people don't have that script. So if something goes wrong or something goes different, you got to figure out what you're going to do because it's going. You're, you, there's no cut. We got to stop. Time out. Like you can't you can't stop it. So it's, it's all, it's a working thing. Um, there is a lot of work that goes into a lot of people's stuff, what they, what they want to do. And you can be anything, you can do anything. Um, and you can put a lot of post-production in your streams too. Like, um, for me, when, when Mary comes out and she like is active, I have a little overlay that I put on my stream that kind of makes the edges of the screen red and there's like little veins kind of coming out and it fades in and out and it looks scary. And it gives you that vibe like, oh gosh, what's happening? And there's other people who do that too. They, they put a ton of production into what they're doing and, and they, they make music. They like, there's so many avenues that you can go. It's really cool. It's funny that you, you mentioned like <clears throat> getting into art um, or being into art when you're younger. And it, it almost seems like role-playing has become an expression of your artistic self. It really is. Like, there's an aspect that I never realized that I had in this improvisational 
stuff. Like I, I did this kind of stuff as a kid. You know, we pretended, we pretended to be like Harry Potter wizards when we were little kids. And like this, I feel like is kind of a, the adult version of that. You know, it's, that is so cool that you get to be a little kid every day. I oh my god, it's it blows my mind. I am so incredibly lucky to do what I do. I I have no words for how amazing this has been, and I just I never want it to stop. It's streaming is so much fun, and everybody is so kind, and like the community that I've built and the community of No Pixel just in general. It's just fantastic. And I, I like, I, I have no words sometimes for it. You can see the gratitude you have just for, for everyone in, in yeah. that world, that you're in the no pixel world. When you made this shift to full time, and this was mm -hmm. about, I think you said two years ago, mm -hmm. um, roughly, uh, that you went full time. This is because you're making enough money to just that like, you can cover your living expenses. Um, was it comfortably like you had just such a great, like, you know, few months that you were like, I, I can easily make this decision, or was it like this is a bit of a leap? Like, I'm I'm not sure, I'm not as stable here. So at first, it felt like a bit of a leap, just because I didn't know if it would last. Um, I wasn't sure because you know, streaming can sometimes be a fickle beast. You never know um, when there's going to be a dip, or when, like, if you get a, a really large influx of people, um, are they going to stay? Do you, do you have enough to keep them coming back? And you cut, you really have to work at that sometimes because I mean, it's, it is a very, um, I, I don't know the word, like you have to be really consistent and, and keep at it for it to work. Um, and I knew that I would have to dedicate myself a hundred percent, uh, and, and make sure that I took advantage of this boon that was just thrust upon me. And, uh, so I, I was like, we had a conversation myself and my, my boyfriend and, uh, he was still working full time at the time. And we were like, okay, let's try it. And if it doesn't work, then I can get a new job or maybe even go back to my old one. That would be fine too. Um, cause I left on great terms with my, my old boss and stuff. So, um, and, uh, we took, we took that risk and it was amazing. And then it started to climb again. And I was like, maybe this was a good idea. And then, um, I mean, obviously it, it, it evens out and, and it does ebb and flow here and there, but it has been consistently very good. Very, very good. That is really, it's your perspective. I know you said you're having a lot of fun. You love what you do, but it is a lot of work. Um, especially when you, you need to try and keep going, you try new things, you want to stay ahead um, and introduce new content to excite your community. How do you balance all that work these days? Like, do you feel that you have a good balance or are you always fighting for balance? So a lot of that fight for me is my mental well-being because like I told you before, I'm a very anxious person. I have a lot of social anxiety and streaming to me is a very socially draining activity. So I have to watch that for myself. But as long as I keep that in check, it's great. Um, and obviously I take breaks when I need to and my community is amazing. They are so supportive of me and, and everything that I do. Um, and another thing that really helps me is that 
my boyfriend was actually able to quit his full-time job to help me do this. That is incredible. So, yeah, and it's it's amazing. I mean, he streams too on occasion, um, and, and his stream sometimes gets good viewership, and uh, he he offers that as well. So, I mean, he's he's grown his community through NoPixel, you know, and it's it's kind of crazy to think that we're both, like, making a living out of this and um he's he's very supportive he's my manager um i let him handle a ton of stuff because i sometimes i feel if i didn't have him helping me i don't know if i would be able to do everything in the way that i do right now that's um, what i was going to ask you about that you know over time you've got your community gets bigger and bigger yeah how do you build support around you? I think this is one of the things a lot of creators struggle with is <clears throat> building that support around them and yeah. being okay with reaching out and asking for help. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I think if I didn't have him, I would I would try to get somebody that knew what they were doing to, to help me as well. Um, like a manager or like when you're streamers, sometimes people will have managers that actively help them and stuff and do exactly what he does. Um, and that wouldn't be an issue. Uh, if I, if like, if I didn't have him, that would be something that I would have looked into is, is getting a manager for my, my stream and, and everything to do that. Um, and I do have a wonderful, wonderful mod team that helped me with so much stuff They're Oh my God. I, I can't thank them enough for everything that they did because they, uh, when I'm live and I'm streaming, I, sometimes I don't even have to ask for things. They'll just do it. They'll they'll send me a DM with what I need, or like they they even get a hold of my boyfriend when I'm when I need help, like in real life help. If I need him to bring me something, they'll get a hold of him and have him come up here and and help me. So it's you gotta you gotta find the right people. But once you have that that team, you're set. Like they they will do anything for you and. If you treat them well, then you've got them for a very long time. That is epic. I'd love to kind of bring it back a little bit for, for those listening, uh, Phil Circle. Is there anything that you would have went back and told Nikita earlier on her journey? But keep this in mind. Um... That one's a hard question. I don't know. Um, start sooner. <laughs> start streaming sooner, I think. Yeah, you uh, could have been streaming since 2013. I really could have, yeah. And so I think I think I would have told myself to suck it up and be, be more brave because it took me a long time to get over my, my fear of jumping in to actually stream and I don't regret it. Not one bit, not, mm -mm. That is, that is really good advice. A lot of people are not comfortable enough with hitting that go live button. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that come up when it, yeah. and even it, it could not, not <clears> even <throat> just live. It could be just posting that video or, you know, making that tweet. It's just, there's a lot of resistance that comes up. Yeah. I, I would have told myself, just don't be afraid of doing scary things because when you do those things, even though the concept or the idea seems scary at the time, once you do it, 
it's going to be a lot easier to do it next time. Uh, so the first time I hit that go live button, I was afraid. Second time, I was excited. So, I mean, you just, you got to be consistent. You got to continue to change and be open to new things. Like, I mean, I only recently started using my face cam and stuff. Like, I, it's all stuff that I have had to, like, mentally tell myself, I can do that. You know, I, I'm, they like me, gosh darn it. <laughs> and, you know, you just got to put yourself out there and um, not be afraid to try and do something new, even though it may be kind of something you don't really want to do or you're afraid to do because you might not succeed at it or you might feel awkward or uncomfortable. But once you do it a few times, it might not be so awkward. That's great, great advice. What are you excited about? You've got a lot, you're crushing it. You've got a great community. Um, you're an awesome person. I've just really enjoyed getting to know you over the last oh, 30 minutes. What are you, you excited about? Oh gosh, for the future? Um, mm -hmm. Well, uh, NoPixel 3.0 just came out. So it's a big update that everyone has been really enjoying. Um, and my character has actually changed a bit in this iteration of the, the server and the role play. She's actually an officer now, so she gets to enforce the laws and, and drive the cop car around and, you know, wee-woo, wee-woo. I um, love that you get to switch up your content like that. Yeah. There's I so mean, much depth. Just, in yeah, and all you have to do is is role play it. Like, just, just play it out, play the story, and see where it goes. And so I decided to change it, and I'm really enjoying the the stuff that I'm doing now with her and... Uh, getting to be an officer and, and play that role. And uh, that's stuff that I'm excited for. A lot of new changes and to the update on the server and uh, just where the story will go from here, really. That's exciting. Nikita, where if people, I know they're going to love this episode, where can they go find you after this? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Nikita. That's the main place. Awesome. Well, Nikita, thank you so much thank for, you. for coming on. Appreciate I really it. appreciate that. Thank you.